0: Here is the Boots & Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. And I left the media. Why they would give this man a podcast is anyone's guess. And there is what could only be a bizarre coincidence or something else. Welcome to the Boots & Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. Trapped, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through Alexa. Country music and fine moonshine. Finally, a podcast that lets it all hang out. Let's level with America. Got your boots ready for some whiskey? These boots are made for walking.
1: (laughs) One of these days, these boots are gonna walk all over you.
0: And now, the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Boots and Whiskey Podcast. As always, I am Jim, I am your host. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We have an awesome, awesome episode in front of us. Um, We have... Gabrielle Mooney on the show today. For those of you that don't know who Gabby is, Gabby is a singer-songwriter out of Nashville who has her own unique style to what she's doing. Um, She comes from Arkansas. She's an absolute delight. Um, I guess I got a name drop, right? Right? I think... I think I have to, because we talk about it quite a bit in this episode. Um, for those of you that don't know, she is also Shea Mooney's sister. Um, I, I find it important to say that and also to say this, that Gabby and Shea, two very different styles. But there is something in this Mooney blood that is just absolutely fantastic. Gabby could literally sing me the phone book. I love her voice. I love her style. She's an all-around fantastic human being. This is one of those episodes where we could have literally talked all day. And we talk about some wild shit. We go from music to family to... um, What else do we talk about? We talk about conspiracy theories. Like... I cannot wait for you to hear this episode. It's, it's awesome. Um, so I'm going to kind of keep it there for now. Um, as promised, I am going to give you my review of Jelly Roll um, at the end of this episode. So stick around for that. Um, I want you to hear this episode first because it's awesome. It is one of my all-time favorite episodes we've ever done here on the show. And I cannot wait for you to hear it. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to just stop for now. And I will see you on the other side of this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in today. For those of you that are new here, thank you for being here. Like, without you, honestly, the show doesn't exist. Follow us on our socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, the whole nine yards. We're there. Find us, Boots and Whiskey Podcast. Again, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, and a big thank you to Deb. Um, I know you're listening. So thanks, Deb, for everything. And... um Without further ado, everyone, our conversation with Gabby Mooney. Enjoy. Hey, everyone. Before we start the show today, I just wanted to let you know about a new partner we have here at the Boots & Whiskey Podcast. We are now brand ambassadors for Web Western Apparel. That's webwestern.com. W-E-B-B-W-E-S-T-E-R-N.com. Go check out their stuff. Absolutely fantastic stuff. Hats, shirts, all kinds of goodies. If you go there at checkout, Put in promo code BOOTS21. That's B-O-O-T-S-2-1. Again, BOOTS21 at checkout. You will get 10% off your entire order. Don't miss out on these opportunities. It's absolutely fantastic what they're doing. Again, thank you, Web Western. BOOTS21 is their promo code, webwestern.com. Tell them the Boots & Whiskey podcast sent you. Cheers, everyone. We want to give a big thank you to our friends over at Off The Rails here in Worcester, Massachusetts. You can find them at offtherailsworcester.com. They have a great restaurant, a great music venue. They have everything you would want to feel like in Nashville right here in Central Mass. If you're ever in the area, check out the restaurant. Check out the music venue. Again, offtherailsworcester.com, 90 Commercial Street, Worcester. Check them out. Hello, hello
1: what's going on jim how are
0: you i'm good how are you
1: i am doing so good i'm back in nashville it feels so good today it's gorgeous absolutely beautiful outside
0: that's awesome it is hot as hell here
1: (laughs) where are you at
0: uh i'm in massachusetts like southern southern new england right right on the rhode island line but it is
1: Oh my god! See, my fiance, which I just got engaged.
0: Congratulations! Go
1: Thank you. And run, I
0: run, was, run! No, I'm good.
1: And I, yeah, go, go.
0: <laughs>
1: but I was just in Boston not too long ago, and I will say, I after COVID, such bad social anxiety. I don't like going places, <laughs> and there's people everywhere in Boston. I'm like, oof.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah. I brutal. don't.
1: I don't like people. I'm like, even in Nashville, people are like, you want to go out? They've stopped inviting me out because they know <laughs> that I'm going to be home just to chill and smoking on some green or something. So
0: that, That's awesome. That's the way, I mean, that, really, that's the way to be. You know, we, t- my wife and I work. It's like, we're like, why don't we go out? out? You know, every time we walk out, the, walk out of the house, it's, you know, we have three boys, so it's easily like a $500 day. Like, without, Oh, easy. Oh, yeah. I'm like, this is stupid. And Why three are we doing- boys.
1: Whoop.
0: Yeah, yeah. See, yep. Shea,
1: my brother, he has three boys now. And, you know, we had them. I was in Arkansas for several months and he um, with the three kids. And it's, I, I would literally have to go to a separate house and just chill for a second. I was like, how do y'all do this?
0: This yeah, is um,
1: very difficult.
0: <laughs> yeah, I drink a lot. I drink a lot. You know, it helps a I'm little set. bit. You know, it takes the edge off sometimes.
1: <laughs> exactly. See, I have my I have my medical card in Arkansas. And so I meet and my poet, I I have all kinds of health issues. And so I'm always just, like, telling people, I'm like, if you have this, this is the strain you should have. If you have (laughs) this, like, I'm like the weed connoisseur, you know? And so it's so funny because people are like, you're a country singer and you love Jesus, yet you're over here, you know? I'm like, look, you know, Jesus gave it to us. It is a a true plant. (laughs)
0: Right. That's right. And, you know, if if you were here in Massachusetts, you could, like, (gasps) dispensaries are, like, on every street corner now. I know.
1: You can go it's get a vape, no problem.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, it's like it's nobody's business.
1: Cool. What I think is so funny is it was so illegal for so long. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you know, now it's like, oh, yeah, it's fine. I was like, that's what I've been telling y'all for years. We allow tons of alcohol and everything, which how many people do you hear of that, like, get rowdy after smoking some Right. You know what I right. mean? Right. Everybody's like, just
0: chilling. They want to eat a bunch of
1: snacks exactly you, you know? get the munchies that's the max <laughs> <Right>. you know <laughs>
0: Right, maybe take a nap you know nobody, nobody's exactly
1: exactly <laughs> then you hear so many people like drinking and driving and all this stuff and i was like yeah you're worried about people smoking cannabis i was right. like have you hung out with people like bob marley you know what i mean like
0: right. Right. When I, I don't, I don't know about you, but when I'm high, I can barely find my feet, let alone. <laughs> exactly. You know,
1: <laughs> we're stuck on the couch, man. Right. I can't. But... I can get up. Exactly. I am the couch. Right. I am couch. So. Right. Oh Lord, it's so funny though.
0: Oh man, that's too funny, but it's true. I mean, you know, so Arkansas is home originally. Yes. How was how was that growing up in in the middle of nowhere?
1: well arkansas i was homeschooled for several years and sure that there was kind of life outside of that because we were homeschooled and we grew up on a farm and we milked cows gathered eggs i thought everybody had chores i thought that was a normal thing i thought everybody woke up did their farm chores and had breakfast together and come to find out, that was very abnormal. Nobody did that. <laughs> and I absolutely love the way I was raised. I love the way. And just getting all those experiences when I was young, it created in me kind of a desire for the, the the little things. Sure. And I think that kind of changed my mentality, everything as I got older, because I kind of reverted back to wanting kind of the, the little things again instead of this whole rat race that you find yourself in in Nashville.
0: Yeah, I, I can only imagine what the rat race is like in Nashville.
1: Yeah, it's a
0: lot. <laughs> yeah. Now, now, you had mentioned, you said you have a, a sister as well? Yes. So now, I have
1: an older sister, Erica.
0: Right. Now, so is there only three of you, you, Shay, and Erica? Yes. Okay, so what... Now, anybody that doesn't know who Shay is, obviously, ob- I say obviously, like, who are you people? Right, like, who who uh, are you who peasants listening <laughs> to this if you don't know who Shay Mooney is? Um, Shay Mooney of Dan and Shay. And then you. And then, so yes. what does Erica do? Is she just like the black sheep of the family now? or? No,
1: I was actually the black sheep. <laughs> <laughs> I've always kind of been the wild and crazy one. My sister, she actually owns a real estate company called Heritage Group, and it's a very successful real estate company with the most cool branding. The coolest part about my family is we are so supportive of each other matter. What we're doing, me and Erica will go to Shay's shows and just ball crying with every single Dan and Shay piece of gear that we could find on. Nice. (laughs) And so my dad, he owns a construction company, Rickman Construction. And so my sister works closely with him a lot. But she is a boss in her own right, and um, Shay's super interested in real estate and stuff too. Me, I'm not as interested because when you when you don't have a lot of money, you're just kind of like, <laughs> I will live where I need to live, um, oh, <laughs> you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I totally In to
1: Nashville, in. I can't imagine yeah. how Boston is.
0: Uh, you know, it's it's kind of brutal, you know, because we live about an hour. South of Boston, we're, we're more closer to Providence, Rhode Island, right. but even that, you know, you know, we live in a, we live in really what's legally a two bedroom ranch and, you know, our house is worth like, you know, 320 K, you know, and it's, wow, and it's kind of a, you know, my, my dad's going to hear this and be so mad at me, but it's kind of a piece of shit, you know, but <laughs> you know, my grandfather built it and when he built it, he, you know, he built it for three people. You know, and that's what right. my father's family was. You know, there's five of us, not including right. my my in laws that also live with us. You know, so oh wow. You know, when I say legally, you know, legally on paper, there's only two bedrooms, but you know, there really is more, maybe the bed. The, the
1: living room <laughs> is the bedroom. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, no, I mean we're not. We didn't get that hillbilly about it, but you know, we uh, you know, we we made it work. Right. <laughs> We made it work without pulling papers, you know. Oh, for
1: sure. Well, when I grew grew up, you know, now my parents, they have such a beautiful place and everything. And people just kind of come over and like, oh, you were privileged. And I was like, oh, we didn't have any of this. I was like, every weekend we picked up rocks on our property and we had two huge chicken houses on the property that were just run down and disgusting. My dad turned them into, it looks like horse barns and we would scoop poop every weekend. And Shay, he got tasked with painting the barns red. (laughs) So I remember he hated red for so long. Like he did not wanna see red. He didn't want because he had to do it so often, and so we grew up in a tiny little bitty house. And all of a sudden, one day, when I was around sixteen or seventeen, which I graduated high school at seventeen and I was out of there, and um, my dad was digging footings outside the house, and we were like, "What is what is happening?" And because my parents never made us feel like we went without, we just had a ton of beans and cornbread for like three months straight, you know, <laughs> yeah. we didn't, we didn't know if we had money or not because they never put importance on things. And so I, I feel like that's, what's really important in life is that you have a family that is a hundred percent supportive of you and what you're doing but on the same side, they don't make you feel like just because you don't have everything everyone else has that you're less than, right.
0: you know? Right.
1: That's that's the thing that I feel like all of us kids kind of grew up to want more, but not feeling like it was a necessity to have stuff.
0: You're right, right. You know? Yeah, Speaking no. of,
1: I said, you know, a lot
0: and no, no, I have no, re- listened totally back
1: because... to the podcast and stuff. And then like, I really should work on that. <laughs>
0: um, yeah. You know, it's, it's funny because it's like, I think about it too. And, you know, like I was one of one, you know, like we, like we were talking about through text right? and, you know, even being one of one, we didn't have much, you know, we, you know, my parents, you know, never made me go without, you know, we yeah. did a family vacation once a year and sometimes we didn't, you know, and, um, you know, but we, I had everything I wanted and probably a little more than I probably needed at times because, you know, spoiled only children do.
1: Right. <laughs> um, but yeah,
0: you know, we, I, you know, we grew up, I grew up paycheck to paycheck and, you know, it's, yeah, not much has changed. Now we just grow up direct deposit to direct deposit. So.
1: Exactly. And I think that's something that a lot of kids nowadays do not grow up with. I feel like, you know, back in the day, it was always like you just work hard and, you know, go after your dreams, work hard, make sure that you are saving money and putting it into the right things and all of that stuff. But I feel like my parents, they always instilled in us this work ethic that a lot of times, music artists and songwriters, they don't really have anymore, which I think is interesting. And I think a lot of people, they've seen success and they think that comes over not. And they think that, oh, this one thing is going to just blow me up. But then they get that success and then they don't feel that satisfaction or that feeling they thought they were going to get. Because something that I've learned is it's more about the journey and about the character development than anything. Because right. then when you reach that, whatever you're going after, you got to remember what's important in life and why you wanted to get there in the first place.
0: Right, right. Now, what, so, speaking of which, why did you want to do this? What What made you, what pushed you, you know, I say push, not in a bad way, but. You know, what drove you to, you know, become, you know, is it Gabrielle Mooney, the singer, songwriter, artist, rather than, you know, the, the real estate agent?
1: <laughs> right. No, um, so first, it is Gabrielle Mooney, and the only reason I'm correcting you on that oh. is because my mother is going to probably listen to this and be Sorry. like, I, re- I love your name. It's Gabrielle, and she's the cutest thing in the world. Oh my my Jesus-loving mama is so precious. You would love her. Um, but I, I was a, a very strange kid, and surprisingly, <laughs> a lot of people think that I've always been going and all this stuff, and um, that's not the case. I've always been a little weird. And like we discussed earlier, like I didn't know what ADHD, anxiety, depression, any of that stuff was. In the South, you're kind of just taught to pray and give it to God. and So you're just dealing with stuff. You're just like, okay, I'm not supposed to have these feelings because I'm a Christian and I love Jesus. And so these aren't supposed to be factors in my life. And so I never knew I had any of that stuff. And so I channeled this feeling into songwriting and so I started songwriting writing songs at 12 and Uh yeah so I was um writing really depressing my family was very concerned um dark music (laughs) because that's what I liked to write um (laughs) to get out the feelings everybody's like oh this is like are you okay like and I'm like oh yeah." Not about what you're thinking about. It's about something totally different. It wasn't. It was exactly what they were
0: thinking. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> oh, shit. That's funny. But
1: I know, right? Like, I was like, it's, it's not what you guys are thinking. It's no, I mean, it's exactly different. it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but, yeah, it totally is. And so that's the thing that kind of spurred this whole – artistry thing is because I knew that my passion was songwriting and I don't want to put it on being a girl or anything like that because um you know I do feel like a lot of artists they do blame um the kind of unequalness in the music industry for not being pushed like the guys are yeah but for me, I don't feel like it's that I feel like a lot of it, and I might get hate for this. But I think a a lot of it is the fact that girls don't stand up for themselves. Mm. And I feel like a lot of girls need to just be very vocal their feelings. Stop saying, Oh, I you know, we can't get this because no, you say, Hey, I am not going to be this way. This is not what you're going to do. You don't don't worry about if people are going to think you're a B word, just worry about yourself and your artistry and create the best music possible. But I knew coming into it that, you know, with meetings with different people, they told me to dumb down my looks that I looked too fashionable or whatever, or I was too edgy or this or that. And I got a beating moving in Nashville And um, I I was very confused about it. And three years later, everybody's like, oh, we're looking for an edgy artist. And I was like, wait a minute. And so coming right into the music industry, being a female, um, it's a lot of coming into yourself and saying, I don't feel like it's anybody's opinion or what they want. It is about my and what I am doing and let the fans decide. Wow. And so I feel like when that head shift changed of stop trying to impress or please the powers that be and starting creating music that I was proud of that's when I got back to that feeling when I was 12 of I I really love the music I'm doing. I really love what I'm writing and this fulfills my soul. And it doesn't, you know, maybe please everybody else, but it pleases me. And I feel like that's a lot of what songwriters and artists are missing now is yeah. that they're not happy with themselves anymore. So who gives a poo-poo at what this guy blah <laughs> blah blah says? You know, like oh, who cares? Right. You know, it's about, it's about your artistry and who you are and what feeds your soul.
0: Oh, Damn. You know, I got to say, I talked to a lot I've talked to a lot of female artists right on this show.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and I think
0: you're the first one ever to be like, nah, you know, with keeping that Central Mass vibe going. We have to thank our friends over at the DCU Center. Again, here in Worcester, DCUcenter.com. They are the premier venue here in Central Massachusetts. They are a mid-size arena. They're the home of the Worcester Railers, the Massachusetts Pirates, numerous concerts, numerous events. Check them out, dcucenter.com. They are at 50 Foster Street right here in Worcester. Cheers. Excuse me. You know, I'm a swearer. I live in New England. It's like commas, right? Oh, you're good. You're good. I'm in the music industry. (laughs) Right, right. You know, you're the first. I really feel like with the attitude, you know, minus a few here and there that is like, nah, fuck you. I'm going to do it my way. Thank you very much. Right. You know? Right. You know, you're not putting yourself in a box, and I mean, I mean, certainly you could, right, with your with your lineage, but uh, why why do that? That's not authentically you, right?
1: And I think that's what so many people, when I first moved here, wanted to do. They were thinking, "Oh, we can sign Shay's sister." And I was like, no, no, no. I was like, I will not be riding my brother's coattails because he has worked so hard to be where he is right now. And I hadn't experienced the things that I to experience yet to make me who I needed to be as an artist. And I wanted to go through the trenches. I wanted to go through the non, quote unquote, privileged life. And so I actually completely ditched my last name for a while and went by the pen name lyrics because I wanted people to respect me as a songwriter and as an artist without that name attached. And Shay getting any sort of blowback or whatever by me trying to be like hanging on his coat to thread, you know, (laughs) like that's not his responsibility, you know, and I never wanted him to feel like it was and so it's a lot of people's goal to move to Nashville and just be famous. And that wasn't my goal. I wanted to have the hard times and stuff because there's this thing that I read on Instagram that I thought was so amazing and it was a prayer and it said, I asked God for patience and he send, sent me trials. I asked God for a good job. He gave me a ton of other horrible jobs that made me the person I needed to be for the job I wanted. And it's so true, you know, like if we want to be at the place that is at the top, we can't just get to the top and expect to be, you know, the person we're met at at, there, some really terrible songs. And then a few years later, after we have some notches on our belt to be like, that was really terrible. No wonder nobody liked this. (laughs) You know, and you're not going to get that without kind of going through it. And so I'm grateful for the trials. I'm grateful for the crappy times and the horrible shows where there's like two people there. But I connected with them on a level that they became fans for life because they get to know you as a person and not just as an artist.
0: Right. And that's 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 my whole purpose of this show you know, is, is to get to know you as who you are, you know? Yeah. Right. So, you know, and I say it all the time to my guests. It's like, yeah, you, you have songs out, you write music, you know, whether it's good or bad or indifferent, like, you know, of course you do because you want to be on the show if you didn't, <laughs> you know, like, right. But, <laughs> I mean, you know, how much, how, how much can we go around about, about your music? I want to know about you, you know, because that's right. That's something you don't get a lot of, you don't get, you know, I, I you just don't, you know, I I don't think I could probably Google and be like, you know, um, what's Gabby Mooney like, you know, in in real life, you know, and I'm not going right. to I'm not going to get that I'm going to get, you know, I'm going to get the cookie cutter what, you know, what's some... the
1: PR press release, right,
0: right, <laughs> so, you know, and, and I can't wait for this. For this episode to come out, because I'm, I can't wait for the emails from your management team to be like, you, <laughs> you know, <what? laughs> we gave you this list. And I'm like, well, I- <laughs> no, I'm, kidding.
1: I'm well, I'm, sorry, I'm only, I'm only
0: teasing. I'm only teasing.
1: No, um, honestly, I feel like that's the best thing though. Being real with people is something that we've missed out on a lot with a ton of the new artists, and there's so many incredibly talented people coming up, and. I have never felt like I'm in competition with anybody. Right. I feel like a lot of people in this town, they, especially with the girls. And this is something I want to tell the girls in Nashville. If you're moving here, we are not in competition. There are so many places. The guys treat it like a support system and the girls treat it like a a beauty contest. And that is 100% not what music is about. And I have found a really cool group of people that support each other and love on each other and want each other to succeed. And something that girls need to realize is we can take some tips from the guys and create a team
0: and (laughs) team
1: around us of everybody that we are lacking in, because guess what? Artists are not good at everything. Right. There's things that we are terrible at. Like for me, I love photography and I, I love taking iPhone photos, but dear Lord, I do not, I, I would never like go and take my own photo shoot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, uh,
0: yeah. You gotta yeah. have
1: people that are good at stuff that you are lacking in.
0: Right. And
1: if you surround yourself with people that support you, you support them then there's no way you're going to lose because even if you don't become super famous or whatever, you will find a piece inside that just lets you create and it's okay to just make ends meet.
0: Right. No, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Now with you saying all that, right. I, I, I get a sense from you that that is, you know, I've been in sales and, you know, been a people person my whole, whole life. Right. So I can pretty, yes, pretty closely tell how people are just just by conversation right but oh for sure at any point in this journey that you're on right I know you said that you didn't want to have any part of you know I'm maybe I'm putting words in your mouth but like you didn't want to ride Shay's success but at any point in this have you ever stopped and thought son of a bitch I could have just rode that wave and this would have been a whole lot easier
1: <laughs> absolutely not and i think the really reason being, no not one time just because like i am so excited about the way i write now right. and we have several new songs coming out that i am super stoked about but even shay he messaged me on this next single coming out it's called james dean and he was like oh my gosh gabby i love this. This is incredible. And I think, you know, his opinion on things of mine means so much to me because I have never tried to be like, Hey, Shay, can you write my album? (laughs) You know, or being like, you know, Hey, can you jump on a few songs for me or anything like that? I am so grateful for the relationship we have because it has never been around business. And I think, you know, like I said, with my family and how we are, we're so supportive of each other and just his advice has made all the difference in the world to me because he gives me business advice and he gives me, you know, good, um, sound judgment on my songs. You know, he will tell me if a song is terrible, (laughs) he'll be like, this, this ain't it, you know, like. And so I've never once been like, I wish I would have because I wouldn't be the artist or the writer I am now if I would have. Right. You know?
0: Right. You know, and it's I get you know, I'm sure that's a great soundboard to have, you know, even even oh, if you yeah. don't seek it out, right? Um now with ugh, I I hate to, you know. Ask all these questions about your brother because it's not about your oh, brother. Oh no,
1: you're good. It's but, it's but, literally, but it, I mean, I kinda mean, out there. So right, right,
0: you gotta you know, it goes hand in hand. Now, did you did you look at some of the success that Dan and Shay had, or has, I guess you could say, and go, All right, so I can do this? Or was this something that you've always kind of wanted to do and it just so happened, you know Shay and Dan caught Lightning in a bottle, and you know, all of that. You know, what what kind of came first? Was it his his musical journey? Was it yours? Was it, you know, what? How did well, that, how that? it was work?
1: actually it was actually me first. And in several interviews, Shay has so graciously graciously said that I taught him how to write, and oh. I feel like. You know, when he first started songwriting, you know, I was the one that was the writer of the family. And now we can confidently say that Shay is 360 all the way around. Incredible. Just absolutely unbelievable. But I was actually in bands before um, he was in music. And I remember that um, (laughs) I was in a little Southern rock band back in the day. And we would travel around with our little quarters and barely sleeping in our cars type situation. And my family was completely not for it because it wasn't Christian music. I would like to say that I kind of paved the way for for. Shay to be where he is right now with our family, not as an artist, because huh. Shay did that all on his own. I was going say, I,
0: I, I was actually going to teasingly say with my sarcasm, so you're, you're you're who we have, you're who we have to blame for Dan and Shay. Thank you so much. No, Shabby. absolutely
1: not. He has that talent all on his own. He hits notes that I could only dream of. Like, yeah. and he's a boy. He's absolutely insanely, cred- incredibly talented, but. You know, with my family, we had a whole falling out type situation. And then when we came together, it kind of created this thing of like, look, you guys have raised us right. We're not going to go crazy. We're not going to go become drug addicts or anything like that. And so when he was signed to T-Pain, you know, it was so much better for him because me and my parents, I was like. You guys are not going to do like to him. He's grown and he can do what he wants. And so I feel like we all learned so much from that situation. And it kind of made it to where Shay kind of had a little bit easier of a time with the family. Because we had kind of learned how to act in those situations with me. And so I feel like it was such a positive thing all the way around. Even though, I mean, I wasn't trying to go through troubles with the fam bam, but it did help kind of ease troubles through Shay's experience with C-Pain, with moving to Nashville. Because it is a stressful situation of your little baby boy, you know, getting signed to a rapper and slash singer (laughs) with an Abbey Boy Entertainment and then you know, this huge superstar. And so I would like to say my family is the most supportive, incredible family unit that I, I can't believe that I'm a part of, to be honest, because like sure. I said, me and my sister are insanely out of shade. There's never been one ounce of of jealousy or anything. And I think that has to do with my parents and the way they raised us. So, but yeah, I I started music way before, uh, you know, I I thought I was do this for life. It was just something that I did for my soul, and because I loved songwriting, and that was really the only way a girl from Arkansas. Could get her songs out is to sing them herself. Yeah. So that's kind of how it started. Is I was like, I have these songs I've written. You know, I can't really give them to anybody because nobody knows who I am. (laughs) You know, and so that's how it started. And then I I found the love for performing just because I love connecting with people. And so Shay's amount of success, I don't even know you know, looking at it now, I'm like, oh my gosh, he's gonna be on the voice. It I don't even know if I could handle that level of success, to be quite honest with you. But I am so grateful for just being able to put out the music that I love and hopefully it reaching, you know, certain people, whoever it's supposed to reach.
0: Right. Right. Wow. Yeah. So uh, sorry. Now with with all that, what you're doing in Nashville and, you know, I've seen some pictures of you, you know, doing the lower, the lower Broadway scene, right. Yes. And, um, and playing those sorts of places. Now, do you make it when you're on stage, do you make it publicly aware of, you know, yes. You know, do you, do you make it known that, yes, I know I'm Shay Mooney's sister. Like, let's just kind of like take the elephant out of the room or do you even acknowledge it?
1: Oh, yeah, I acknowledge it all the time because people are always whispering about it. Yeah. And I'm not ashamed of it. (laughs) You know, I am so crazy proud of Shay. And so, you know, people are always like, oh, are they, you know, Shay Mooney sister? We don't want to bring it up or whatever. And I'm like, oh, no. So incredibly proud of my brother. You guys, if you're expecting to get a Dan and Shay show, you're not, number (laughs) one, because I don't have the vocals of Shay Mooney, but (laughs) you're going to get something, you know, so. But yeah, I take that elephant out of the room real quick, because I'm just like, it's there's no point to it. Everybody knows anyways. (laughs) Sure, (laughs) sure. Half the time it's promoted like that, you know, so. Right, right. I don't even worry about it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a great way to promote, I guess. I mean, and it sure is, I'm sure it sure as hell probably helps you a lot, a lot more.
1: Right. And, uh, you know, me and Shay had the conversation about a year ago, I guess it was. And, you know, I just told him, I was like, you know, I have never wanted you to feel like I'm anything but your sister, Right. And I I've never wanted you to feel like I needed you to boost me up in any way, shape, or form. Because being an artist is freaking stressful. I mean, just for your own music and everything, it let alone being like, I have to help somebody. And so I never wanted him to feel like he had. The-
0: right. And
1: so I just talked and he's like, Sissy, you know, he's like, I am at this place to where I can, you know, write with you and, and help you where I can. He was like, I want to. And so he is helping me write some of the songs on my, my album. And I named it Moon Song, which the story behind that is we were a trio, me, my sister and my brother, we were a trio growing up and my mom put us in every county fair, every, you know, church event everything together and we were talking about what we should call ourselves and at the time it was like the NSYNC Britney Spears era right
0: right right and
1: so it had to be cool it's like you were wearing white t-shirts and denim like (laughs) you were
0: styling
1: (laughs) and you were proud and so you know we were trying to think of a good name and we were like oh family's just so stupid and I don't like it blah 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 and mom was like I have an idea and we were like oh no anything your mom says at that age you're like it's going to be stupid you know Yep. Yep. and she goes moon song (laughs) and we were all like oh my god mom (laughs) devastating never say that again so So we get up on stage and Shay you know he was such a little man. He was an incredible singer, and I mean, at nine years old, his voice was like it is now, and so we would always, like, push him up to the front, you know, and just feel like, yeah, you take this over. My sister has always hated performing. We would find her behind a ficus tree somewhere, you know, on stage, and so they go, now introducing Moon Song, and all of us, I I swear my sister turned
0: Now we're going to thank our friends on the North Shore. The Porch Southern Fair and Juke Joint. Our buddy Jonathan Post is the head chef and owner of The Porch. They are at 175 Rivers Edge Drive, right in Medford, Massachusetts. Don't want to miss this place. They have some of the best food in the region. Jonathan has brought his Nashville roots here to New England with the food, with the hospitality, and most of all, the music. Check them out, theporchsouthern.com. So I think I would be totally remiss if I didn't mention our friends over at 10thWhiskey.com. That's 10th Mountain Whiskey and Spirit Company. They're out of Vail, Colorado. Great, great friends of ours. We, um, We don't like bourbon here at the Boots and Whiskey podcast, and they make the absolute best bourbon I've ever tasted in my entire life. And I'm not saying that because they've... Been great to us. They have the best bourbon, the best rye I've ever tasted in my entire life. So check them out, 10thwhiskey.com. Tell them the Boots & Whiskey podcast sent you. Cheers.
1: Every single shade of red that could have been on the color wheel and all of us were just like, "Mom, I can't believe you did that." <laughs> and so it's been the family running joke for like 15 years now. And so I named my album "Moon Song" because it's like it's basically me writing about home, and Shay's, you know, writing on it. My sister wrote a song with me that's on it called "Whipperwill," and so it's just it's a family kind of thing on this one. So I had to kind of tip my hat to that. You know what I mean? <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, no, that's awesome. That is so good. That oh man, I you know, I can only imagine what that's like. Um, you know, like I said to you I like I'm not having any siblings and then you know, hearing about siblings and, you know, organized things like that, right? Even my wife, you know, she talks about how you know, my mother-in-law used to, you know, dress her and her brother and her sister, like, kind of similarly for, for holidays, you know? Right. It's so, like, I would have rather jumped off the house than any of that happened. <laughs> you know? Like, I can't even... And now
1: you have three boys.
0: Right, right. And <laughs> uh, I, you know, the oldest, I get it. You know, now I see it, right? The oldest is 13, he has a seven and a three-year-old brother. Like, he doesn't give a shit about them. Like, right. like rightfully so. Like, I don't know if I would have at 13 either. Um, right. You know, so, like, <laughs> I get it. I'm starting to get it. I'm starting to understand the, uh, you know, the siblings oh, yeah. against mom and dad kind of thing.
1: Oh, yeah. And you think your parents are so dumb. And yeah. then you grow up and you realize how dumb you are. Right. <laughs> and you're like, mom? Dad, right. how do you do taxes? Like, this right, is hard. Right.
0: <laughs> right. Like, it, it's bad when you know, when your kids say things to you and you're like, you start second guessing your own, like, adulthood. and You're like, have I been doing this wrong my whole life? And then you're like, no, screw you, kid. Like,
1: <laughs> right, I'm doing this well, right. I'm sister, the adult. She you... has three. She right. has two older girls. She has an 11 and a 13-year-old. Shiloh's um, about to be 12. And, um call who is five he is asher's age and so the older girls like they think their mother just knows nothing but they they still they're still at the age where they're listening to their aunt gabby but what's so funny is i am literally a carbon copy of erica
0: (laughs) that's awesome
1: we look alike we talk alike do the same things we dress alike, people will mistake us until they see my finger tats. And then they're like, okay, that's, that's Gabby. Right,
0: <laughs> right, right.
1: We know Erica doesn't have tattoos or piercings. Like, but the girls will ask me a question and I'm sitting here thinking, you are going to get the exact same advice from your mother. You like, could just send them over to me because she knows that it's just going to be her, <laughs> you know, right. like what she would give. They just think it's cooler.
0: Right, right, right. Yes. Right. Well, Aunt Gabby said it, so it must be true. It's like
1: exactly. I just literally
0: told you the same thing, kid.
1: Exactly. No exactly. big. Exactly. They tell me about the boys they're talking to and stuff, and I'm like, <laughs> boys. All
0: right, what?
1: Like, who do I need to beat up? Right. I will find the parents.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Don't even look at her the wrong way.
1: Exactly.
0: (laughs) So, when this episode comes out, um, it'll be the same week that your next single or single coming out in a few days comes out, um, which will be, as you said earlier, what was it? James Dean?
1: Yes, James Dean Swagger.
0: Now, is, is it about James Dean or is it just a clever play on words?
1: no it's a clever play on words I'd like to say I had written this song um I I wrote everything except for the second verse and I didn't have the track to it and so I had written it kind of in this feeling of of and you'll hear I talk about weed in it uh, of course and um for me, I feel like when you're in love and it, it's it's not the type of guy you thought that you would be in love with and he's kind of a little bit of a rebel, a little bit of a um, kind of outcast like you are. I'd always, I always like to say when two broken stars collide, a lot of times it is way deeper and way better than you thought it would be. Like my fiance right now, he is... The perfect type of broken healed. And I like to say, you know, we've both been broken and we both went through the work to find healing. And I feel like that kind of relationship might not look to a lot of people, but it is for you you know? Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So, you know, it's like a lot of people, they kind of need to have been through something in order to kind of understand where I'm coming from. Sure. And you don't even have to talk about it. You just know. And so when I wrote James <laughs> Dean, it's like, there's no green, but I'm feeling so high. And that's the feeling of what you should feel when you're in a relationship that is healthy and good, even when someone else might be like, oh, he's too edgy, he's too this, he's got these tattoos, blah, blah. You can be like, me too. (laughs) Like, I'm also broken. I've also got all these issues. And, um, you know, this is my type of healed broken. And so when I wrote James Dean Swagger, I was just like, this is something that if you are laying down with your significant other and just thinking about, this is the perfect kind of broken for me, then people will relate to it. Because I feel like a lot of people, they hear about, oh, I met you and you were perfect <laughs> and all of this stuff. It's just not realistic.
0: No, God, no. And,
1: you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, you, you're you wearing those jeans shorts. Wow, baby, let's get married. It didn't happen that way. Let's be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Like me and my current fiance, like my fiance, he is absolutely incredible. A lot of people, you know, might be like, oh, he's got, you know, he's actually sober. He, you know, as far as drinking goes, he doesn't drink alcohol, but we grow weed and you know we are all about um finding the the balance between what's good for us personally and what's not good for us as a couple Right. and so when you hear James Dean I think it's one of those things of like finding that person that is the right kind of messed up for you and feeling that kind of high of that situation of contentment and never wanting to change them because they're the kind of person that you needed. Right. So I'm excited for this one to come out. It's really like, I feel like you might like this one. It's pretty yeah, cool. I,
0: I can't wait to hear it. You know, I really can't. Um, Cause I love, you know, the stuff I've heard from you already has been a lot of fun. You know, it's, it's like you said, it's edgy. It's not the typical quote unquote radio you know, because, right? <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's a far cry from Danish, but you know, to me, right. I would say, well, far, I <laughs> um, you know, just don't tell Shay, anyway. you know, <laughs>
1: but if you <he> does, <laughs> if he ever wants to come <laughs> you know, by
0: all means, um, I, I could use the
1: help, right. <laughs>
0: Um,
1: right, hey, yeah, can't you know, we all? Like it's so right. funny. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> can can I just get like a you know, um <laughs> uh, <laughs> Right. <laughs> actually, For actually real. can I tell you can I tell you a quick funny story actually about uh your brother?
1: Absolutely.
0: So you know, we do we promote a bunch of shows, you know, like whenever something we'll we'll throw it up there, you know, yada 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 yada. And I'm sure that you know Dan and or Shay don't you know do their social media accounts themselves. I'm sure it's somebody else that does it. But, right. You
1: know,
0: <laughs> right. We. Uh, I had hey, posted- don't
1: you wish that we could have that? That would right. Be so oh my cool. god, that would be
0: awesome. <laughs> it would free up my whole day. But like we. Same. I had, you know I had posted things you know when they were supposed to go out on on tour with Kenny during COVID. You know that 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 uh that tour that ended up getting scrapped and then you know they pl- they came here and finished their their big arena tour here in boston um you know we we would post about it and the account right. would you know like it and you know share it and thank us and i was like oh you're welcome dan and shay and i'm like i'm an <laughs> e- that's not <laughs> either of them telling me you know like what am i i'm dumb but it, was, it still was like cool
1: <laughs> well if it makes you feel any better shay responds to his text like literal text let alone instagram he responds to his text 24 to 72 hours after you send it. Oh my and I'm his sister. I look at his phone. We were all hanging out in Arkansas. And I was like, God, you are so terrible texting back. You are the worst texter of all time. And Hannah, his wife, was like, yeah, he really is. Have you seen how many unread texts he has? And I was like, no. He lifts up his phone. And there's like 2,500 unread texts oh in his phone. God. I'm not even kidding. Oh like, my God. I would have such bad anxiety Well, like I, I could never
0: right it's funny you say that because like i'm sweating my palms are sweating just thinking about notifications that hadn't been taken care of on my phone right like, sweating. It's, like he
1: lives in a he's a complete seven so if you've ever done the enneagram my brother and sister are both sevens and i am an eight I'm a challenger, and so they can be out in social settings and read their text and not have to read their text, nothing, and just nothing phases them. They're just, I am oh, over here just like a frazzled rat, you know, waking up like, ah, right. oh, my God, I have three unread texts. Must at least read them.
0: Right, You know, right. Oh, my God. My, I, I could never. My wife yells at me all the time. Like, we'll be out or at home, even at home you know, and hanging out with the kids or whatever. And it's like, my phone is literally in my hand. And like, I look at it like every like minute. And she's like, put your phone down. And I'm like, no, (laughs) I can't. I I, I literally cannot do it. My
1: anxiety says no.
0: Right, right. And like, and then it's like, there's times where I'm like, yeah, you know what, I'm going to put it on my charger. I'm going to put it next to the bed, you know, all well and good. And then it's like, I find excuses like, oh, I think, I think the water's boiling in the bedroom. I got to go <laughs> check it. Like that's not happening. Like but I just right. like I feel like a junkie. It's like it's like I need that like hit <laughs> you know those things. I know you know, because well, you know exactly what's what stressful
1: is. is artists are expected to do all these different things, and you are too. Like we have to be on every single social media and right. update them. And when you're not signed, you have nobody. Right. Nobody's doing this stuff for you, no. unless you pay somebody, which we can't afford that crap. Are you kidding me? Right. Um. <laughs> like you're expected to do all of it and keep up with all of it. And I was just like, this is taking over my entire life. People expect us to write songs too. Right. Like how are you supposed to do all of this right and then people are like well you've got to do it until you get to a certain level i'm like man if you are not highly highly motivated there's no chance that i can do all of this and write songs that i'm proud of
0: (laughs) you know you know probably like mid-february when all the big big acts are starting to announce their you know, their summer tours and, and all that because if we're not on top of it, you know, there's a there's a dozen dozen other um entities like us that are gonna put out the information too. So it's like, you know, if you're exactly. an hour or two behind, you're it's already too late. It's too
1: late. Exactly. You have to be on top of it. Right. And it's the same thing as being an artist. Everybody's always putting the pressure on me of being like, you've got to put out new music. And you got to put it out now. And because there's three other girl artists coming out. And I'm over here like, well, there's also 15 dudes coming right. out with songs. Why is it? Because I'm a female. I got to hurry up and get out there quickest out of all the girls. So it's like, that's not fair. Right. So I just take my precious time and i'm like i'm only gonna be putting out music i'm proud of period right. you know <laughs> right. right so what if somebody else comes out with an incredible song i'll be stoked for them right you know
0: right because my song is just as incredible if not better yo
1: <laughs> right like you got to be proud of what you That's do right. and if you're not just don't release it don't put it out don't feel pressure yeah. and my advice for all the females coming out there out right now, you are going to get so much pressure to compete with other females to be the one that comes out first. Don't worry about anybody else, worry about yourself. Make sure that you are the artist that you can be proud of, that you would want to actually listen to. Right? If you wouldn't listen to your own music as a fan. Don't put it out. Don't let nobody tell you or bully you into trying to compete with other people right, exactly. and put out crap you're not proud of. Right. You know, <laughs> so... it,
0: it's funny you say that because like I used to not listen to these episodes back, you know, at all. Because right. I was in that like, you know, it's okay, but I it could have been a better conversation. You know, the artists are, you know, right. whatever was great, but I was just like a, you know, uh I don't know. <laughs> you know, but now You know, even like within the last, I would say six to six, seven months, you know, I've pretty much listened to every episode because it was like, wow, it was engaging, you know, I'm an only child. So I love the sound of my own voice. So, (laughs) you know, I just go back and listen. I don't give a shit at this point. Like, you know, yeah. Have I put out some some doozies? you know, this year. Yeah. But it was like a, a filler, you know, right. they, they were released on weeks where I knew nobody was going to listen. So it didn't really matter. You know what I mean? I know right. that that sounds super egotistical of me, but again, only child. <laughs> um I love that. I love me. So, but I'm like, I have, I have episodes, you know, I have episodes right now where, you know, I could stop. This could be my last episode ever recording, not ever, but like, for the next two months and have plenty of stuff to put out, you know, plenty. Right. Um, right. But like, it also allows me to pick and choose what goes where, you know, if I need a, a filler episode, then I take one of those, you know, kind of shitty ones that, right. you know, the guest was boring like this, or like, whatever. You're
1: like, Hey, yeah. we're just going to throw this out there.
0: Yep.
1: Like, you know, she's really annoying. We yeah. hate it.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, so... no, it's, it's funny. And I'm, and I'm sure you know, when Deb listens to this, she's gonna have my head. But, um, it's one of those things where, like, I've also noticed a lot. You know, management teams, PR teams, whatever, right? Try to yes. make their clients look a lot more. And I, I'm not saying this is what happened, but like trying to make their clients a lot more scarier than they are, right? You oh, know, yeah, like,
1: it's their job. Oh, right. definitely.
0: Right, it is, because it's like, <laughs> you, you know. They're like,
1: who am I going to be dealing with?
0: Right, and they're like, you know, yeah. you know you'll know, you get like a list of things that it's like, you know, well, here's when the single comes out, and here's their birthday, and I'm like, I don't give a shit about any of this, you know, right. I don't, I don't right. care, that's not what this show is, Yeah. you know, and then like, when I texted you this morning, and I was like, hi, you know, because it's like, that's how I feel, like, I have to like, approach it like, You know, the first time you see Mickey Mouse at Disney World, you know, you're like, oh, what do like? How do I act? You know, whatever. You know, it's like it's hard to be just be like, hey, you know.
1: Dallas Jackson here with Tipsy Music. Artists, are you tired of getting five dollars to play Freebird? Are you getting fans to engage with your own music? Venmo and Linktree are just temporary solutions until now. Tipsy Music is the one stop shop for live music to make your life easier and monetize your set list. Tipsy takes Venmo, Apple Pay, Google Pay and even credit cards all through your unique tipsy QR code. Best part is no apps to download so fans can pay you quickly and get back to getting tipsy while watching you do what you do best. Sign up for free today at tipsymusic.com. That's T I P-S-E-E-Music.com at tipsy music on all socials. Long live live music.
0: What's going on? Hey,
1: what's going like just be yourself? Right. And it's 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 so true in the music industry, you always get a different version of people. And like me for who I am, you just get what you get. And if people don't like it, like that's that's on them and i think that has to do a lot with being in the industry for a long time as well of being like hey if this isn't acceptable for some people i'm not for them that's not you know like i'm plenty of other people for you to like and listen to you know i don't have to be everything to everybody right and i think you know so many managers and everything like my manager deb she is Precious.
0: Oh, she's awesome. I love her to death.
1: Like, she's so precious and she's literally family. And her and Carmen, her sister, like, they have pushed me through the. I mean, they have been through everything with me. I have put out and uh, almost put out several songs that were absolutely terrible. And Deb was so sweet about it. She's like, this, you know, is great. It's, it's good. It's, you know, it's definitely a sound. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, this has been years and years ago. Just like, but you know, I think maybe if you just keep writing and you just, you know, keep at it. And she was, has been so patient with me. And so many managers would not do that. Right. And stick it out with you when you're. I I was terrible. Like there has been some times where I listen back to demos and I'm like, wow, how embarrassing for myself. <laughs> like, right. <there. laughs> Oh, goodness. Like, I am so glad this is not out into the public because that would have been devastating. And so I think, you know, her stance on being protective of me has a lot to do with her knowing how much I've been through in the last several years and how much other people aren't themselves, too. Like, right. they put on, you know, you are completely yourself. And and I feel like a lot of people, they put on what they think somebody else is going to want, want them to be right. You know, right. Yeah, Like they, they're they not themselves. And I find that a lot in these younger artists that I kind of mentor a little bit, me and my boy, Lucas, I work with him. His name's Lucas Klingensmith, which I can never really get his last name, right. Even though we've worked together for forever. And, and, He's my producer, and he doesn't have a big name or anything like that, but I have all the confidence in the world that he will be because of his work ethic, and I think that's what it's about is supporting people when they are starting out or whatever, but you see that in them of what you were when you were first starting out, right. and you're like, you will get there. You will. You're hard worker. You're so talented and i think that's the same as creating your team with management and everything of being yourself and if you are not yourself then nobody's going to ever know who you really are i don't think you will ever know who you really are if you don't just embrace your weirdness <laughs> and your and your insecurities and be like yeah this song was terrible i did write that but hey I'm better. (laughs) So, you know, it's the same thing probably with you listening back to old podcasts. You're probably like, oh, this one, I could have done better on that. But it's made you who you are today.
0: Right. right. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I can't tell you how many times, you know, I've tried to go back and listen to an episode and it's like, oof. Oof. (laughs) Oof. Oof." Like that was rough. (laughs) Right. Right. And it's, you know, not always on the On the guest, you know, it's it's a lot of the time it was on me. But, um, you know, I I think I'm just getting, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I give the credit to my guests because I think I've just had some really great ones in the last, you know, six, seven months that has just made my job so much easier.
1: It helps when people know who they are. Let's be honest. When you're having to lead constantly and be like, Hey, we're gonna go to this topic now because you're not talking. <laughs> right. Oh my god, it's
0: <laughs> it's literally like putting bamboo shoots under my fingernails. Like, I'd oh actually, no. I actually almost prefer that to to have a than to have a guest where I'm like, all right, come on, give it to me, give me something. I'm pulling anything. teeth here. <laughs> right. Like anything. Can do. Can you blink? Are you, if you're safe, right. blink twice. Like, uh, you know, right. I don't know. Like, uh, are you
1: secure with who you are as a person? Right, like, do you, right. do you need some therapy or something? Because let's you, be honest, we all do. Yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. I I love my therapist. She was she's absolutely fantastic. I saw her yesterday. She's like literally my favorite person in the entire world. Um, I
1: suggest every single artist in the world to go to therapy because there's a reason why we're an artist. Right. There is a reason we have some deep-seated issues there. Right,
0: <laughs> there just you're, are. you're all a little fucked up like i'm not gonna lie we are. Like, i've talked to a lot of you and you've all got some problems i mean i'm not i'm it's like you it's know, true it's like throwing stones at glass houses, saying that but it's like because
1: you're an artist too yeah, you're I, you're in I a guess, different realm i guess you know? right
0: so um, but yeah we all
1: got some issues
0: yeah yeah and I, and I think it goes back to the you know the the chewing on your fingers scrolling fucking instagram or you know, TikTok are like, okay, I got to keep up. I got to keep up. I got to keep up. And, right. You know, it's, it's nuts. It's nuts. Oh,
1: TikTok was a whole new thing that oh. I was just like, oh, dear God. God, I love it. I
0: love it. It's <laughs> like, like,
1: I can't hardly stop scrolling. No, I
0: can't. I can't because I like horrible. I look at the phone and it's like, oh, it's 9.15. It's time for bed. And then I was like, up, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. And then I look again and it's 12.15. And it's like, where did the last three hours go?
1: Well, I'll tell you what I've been on recently, and I have really got to calm it down, is I've been on conspiracy talk and, like, all these conspiracy theories, Uh, and I'm like, oh, no, like the uh, Titanic conspiracy. uh, I'm almost convinced. Uh, (laughs) uh,
0: Gabby, I can't tell you how happy you're making me right now because, like, I feel like I have somebody I can, like, actually talk to about this stuff and not think I'm a crazy person. Right. I'm gonna just start text- I'm just gonna start texting you things and be like, "Did you see this? Did you see this?" You see- <laughs> I,
1: and I probably will have because I've been on this, I'm in the same rabbit hole.
0: <laughs> see, for me, it's it's the conspiracy ones in the um the paranormal stuff. Yes. Woo-hoo. Yes. Oh, doctor. It's crazy. So good.
1: And I'm convinced of of like more than I would like to admit.
0: Yeah. Oh, hundred <laughs> like- percent. One hundred percent. So you know, uh, I'm, we're going way off topic, and I've already gone past my fifteen minutes. I was told I was gonna get. Um, so, <laughs> um, but you know that you know the Conjuring House, right? You know the the movie with the you know the Conjuring and yes. the first one. Well, that house is literally a fifteen minute ride from where I live. Oh my gosh! And it is the creepiest house from the outside. I've never been in it. But from the outside, oh. it's like, you know, shit has happened in that house. Like, oh, it's, 100%. It's wild. Wild. Well,
1: see, I like, so since I am super, you know, spiritual and like I believe in God and I believe in Jesus, but I also believe in demonic forces and the other realm and all oh, these yeah. things. Absolutely. I 100% believe in all of that stuff. And so, like, <laughs> When I I won't hardly watch scary movies because I believe that some of them have, like, things attached to it that you, like, there's reasons why people wake up feeling like somebody's sitting on their chest. There's things in this world. Now you
0: just sound crazy. No, I'm I'm kidding.
1: I know, right? (laughs) I do. (laughs) And I'm like, there's places that you will go and you feel it. Like, there's something there.
0: Absolutely. That's how I feel every time I walk into a Catholic church.
1: I'm telling you, it's like, there's so much deeply in the, and this is off, you know, topic completely and
0: That's off the, the record. That's what the show is all but about. But
1: like, but I'm telling you, there's something in the Catholic church situation that I've researched deeply into. And, you know, you see here all this stuff and you're just like, this is really creepy. And I personally feel like that is not from God. No. Like, I just, like, I, I, I swear people are going to be so mad at me for saying that. But, like, not everybody is that is a Catholic is like that. But no, it, no, at no. the root of it,
0: at yeah, yeah. the root
1: of it, there's some things there, man. Yeah. There's oh, yeah. some things there.
0: Oh, 100%. Oh, uh, Gabby, we could go on all day. Like, we have to. <laughs> We're going to have to, I'm going to have to tell them, I'm going to be like, listen, we need to do a part two one of these days. Right. Soon because.
1: We there's... need to do one on conspiracies.
0: and Talk over the
1: conspiracies we oh, talked just, about. We could,
0: we could have like our own podcast, like about conspiracies with Jim and Gabby just to see. For
1: real though. You
0: know, and like, not even like research it, just talk shit and be like, hey, did yes. you hear this? This is what happened. You know? Like, like have totally you heard the Titanic
1: a... film window? Right. Have you heard that one?
0: Right. No, what? Say uh, Hold on. What did you say?
1: Have you heard the Titanic one?
0: Like, like the act Oh, about how the Titanic wasn't the Titanic. And it was like, yes. It, the, oh, and it was yeah.
1: actually the Olympic because yes. it had already crashed and they wanted to get the insurance money. Yes. And so they made it into the Titanic. And then the Rothschild got off right before. Yes. Like didn't get on, like pulled out. And then the only other guy that was doing that had the money for the reserve was on the Titanic, and yes. then, like, two weeks after the Federal Reserve was created, I'm like, dude.
0: Yeah, right. Dude. Like, in a lot of that, like, you know, obviously I've never really done the research to look into whether that's true or not, but it sounds right. good, and it sounds feasible. So why wouldn't it I believe sounds
1: it? sounds so feasible. I'm over here, like, I've gone so down deep into the depths of it that I'm like, is this true?
0: Right. This has got to be true. It's got to be 100% true. 100%. And there's a
1: lot of ones that I'm like, I'm not even going to tell people I believe this one because this sounds like I am a crazy person. Oh. At least with the Titanic one, I can be like, well, like, yeah, this
0: is pretty scary. Listen, you can't say that and then not tell us. Right. <laughs> what the hell?
1: Well, like, okay. So there is this one that I'm starting to be like, what the poo poo? It's about cloning.
0: Oh, I don't know, I don't it, know this one.
1: So it's all about cloning, and they said that we can clone people, and we have been able to. So I've researched it really deep, right, because I'm like, I'm going to find out about this. In 2001, they did clone someone. They didn't tell us who it was. It was a baby. They cloned a baby. And this child would be like, I guess, 22 by now. And nobody knows who it is. But they had gone out into a press conference and been like, yes, we have successfully cloned someone. And we have never heard hide nor hair of this person or anything. And how they're doing now, if they're blah, 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 whatever. And so now I'm like, have we been cloning people? Like, is this a, like, have have we been doing this and nobody's talking about it? Like, yeah. Ooh. So I'm, I'm like, I don't know who would have been cloned, whatever, but it sounds like it's a little creepy and we have been able to do it since 2001.
0: Damn. So, yeah, oh. it's really crazy. So I'm over it. here like,
1: hmm. Yeah, hmm. now
0: I gotta look into that one.
1: Oh, yeah. You gotta look at, go down the rabbit hole. Trust me, it's worth it. I'm
0: gonna. <laughs> Deb, but then it'll lead you to all these other conspiracies, right. and
1: then you're going to be into those too. So,
0: so, all right. So before we get too off of this, right, and before I get in trouble for going way over my time, but <laughs> um, Deb's going to listen to this bill. She's like, I'm never sending you any artists ever again.
1: <laughs> um, no, she'll be about it. So, she'll be all about it. So because she knows I'm uncontrollable. Well, She's concerned with me all the time. She's like. You know, you just speak what's on your mind, and I love that about you. And I'm like, you know, it's a good thing, because
0: yeah, well, cause like I, emailed, I am. But <laughs> I emailed her this morning, and I was kind of giving her a rundown of being like, you know, I just want Gabby to be yourself. And she's like, oh, don't worry. She will be. And I was like, <laughs> sweet. <laughs>
1: she's like, I can't control her, right, so she right. will be her. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Alright, alright. One last shout out to our friends over at gonecountryhats.com. They are out of Florida. If you've ever seen pictures of me in my cowboy hat, that's where it comes from. gonecountryhats.com They have some awesome stuff. Go to their website. Check them out. Tell them the Boots and Whiskey podcast sent you. Uh, You know what? In fact, I'm going to go right there right now because I need a new cowboy hat. Check them out. gonecountryhats.com Tell them the Boots and Whiskey podcast sent you. And like, you know, it's and again, you know, I'm not saying Deb did this, but I've had you know I've had management be like, well, you know, here here are topics we're not going to discuss because of X, Y, and Z. You know what I mean? Right. Like, everybody already knows about it, and it's like, right. and I'm like, well, if they bring it up, then what? And they're like, right. well, don't engage. And I'm like, what? Are you kidding? <laughs> You're don't like, I will
1: that's I will be the toddler imagine.
0: being like hey there's the cookie jar but don't go into it like right what am i going to do i know
1: see I, I have no like we were talking about earlier um on our text, i have adhd i can't not go into it okay right, exactly. or that's going to be on my brain the entire right. time you know right.
0: correct correct you I'm know gonna i like... need to get it out right exactly <laughs> And like, cause people will be like, why the hell are you so like energetic or like, why don't you shut up? And it's like, well, because I can't, I just can't. Right. Like it's a know. mental
1: issue. Um, right. I have all of the above if you're right. asking. Right. So. <laughs> right.
0: It, so much so that I actually had to take my afternoon pill while you were talking. Like that's, <laughs> <you know. laughs> yeah, uh, I feel that. Uh, I feel that. Debbie, I absolutely adore you. This has been so much fun. Oh my it's God. It's
1: been so fun. Now we're Ugh. friends
0: forever. We are. We are. And, and I, you cannot I, escape. I won't. I won't. And trust me, the next time Dan and Shay are in town, I'm going to be like, hey, can you get me tickets? And that's I'm doing. Right. I'm hey, just yo. You. Uh,
1: just wondering. Hey, uh, hey, I heard yo. that you're like related right. or something. I'm you just know? gonna text
0: you, hey Shay, sister. I'm not even gonna give you a name because <laughs>
1: yeah, don't even you know? put like just save me in your phone as Shay, sister. That's exactly how it's know? actually
0: in here. I'm not even lying. To you. That's
1: that's what I love, you, you know? know, when people don't know my name and there's like, hey Shay, sister, and I'm like, yeah.
0: That's right. You up? you corrected me <laughs> about your name at the beginning of this, and I still, in the last sixty-eight minutes, forgot exactly how to say it. So it's fine.
1: It's 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 Gabrielle.
0: Gabrielle. Yes. Like, oh, like Peter. Okay. Yes, right. yes, I can't remember that
1: exactly. It's like it's like my mom named me after the angel, which was a mistake on her, um because right. I was gonna
0: say that that <laughs> angel an must angel. have not got the memo.
1: The angel got his wings clipped several times. He yeah. looks like he's been through the washing machine, but okay, up. so I mean,
0: whatever, it works,
1: <laughs> so but yeah, just with an extra L and an extra E, so okay,
0: cool. I'm you know. still gonna forget. So I'm gonna have to re-listen to this. But anyway, oh, so it's all good. So so to close us off, just so you know, because I'm sure you got shit to do, I should be doing things. But um, <laughs> now we are the Boots and Whiskey podcast, right? Yes. So I always like to ask my guests, do you have a boot brand of choice and do you have a whiskey bourbon rye of choice?
1: I um so for boots, as far as boots go i am actually have this company down in um texas that i really like and it's just um they had to make them for me and they're just like justin boots but um i have a really small foot i wear size five in kids in women's so
0: what's that (laughs) isn't that isn't that kids too like the same size
1: so, no, so size five oh, in kids no. is actually a lot larger. And in Chuck Taylor's, huh. and you know, I wear a two and a half.
0: Yeah, yeah, okay. Holy so, shit, your feet are tiny.
1: They're so small. I'm Jesus. convinced Christ. that they did not grow to their full capacity.
0: I, so, how tall <laughs> are you in like real life? Five, two. Holy moly.
1: I know. You're so I'm so close very, to I'm getting your like
0: deep, handicap plaque. Deep, deep.
1: A hundred percent. And I'm that's the problem is I've been trying to get that sucker forever and nobody's given me one. Well, no, I want to just park in the front, you know? Right, I
0: think you have to be like 4'11 to get one. You do. Okay. And my
1: great grandma was 4'11. That's... And so I was real close. And two, I'm technically not 5'2. I'm like five one and a half, but oh, I rounded okay. up. Sure. And my doctor told me like, that's not how that works. And I was like, mm, I feel like it is. So right.
0: like, oh, <laughs> anyways. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's literally whatever you want it to be. That's totally fine.
1: Hundred percent. And besides, with my boots on or my tennis shoes on, I'm I'm five So that that sounds good. Yeah, yeah, sounds so. good. And probably my sister. So
0: now like, is Shay
1: small too? <laughs> he is, and you know, he just lost fifty pounds.
0: I know. I saw. I'm jealous. I want to know how he did. <gasps>
1: I'm telling you right now, I have always been the fitness person in the family. I actually owned a fitness uh, company back in Arkansas to make enough money to do my music. Yep. And um, ended up being the largest fitness company in Arkansas. It was all women. And I was all about the food and how to basically lose weight with food. And then you would just tone up and everything in my classes. And so Shay did basically what I always taught to do is just clean eating. And instead of restricting calories, you restrict the kinds of foods you eat. And so it completely changed his life. He is a, a absolutely completely different person, mentally, physically, everything. So I'm so proud of him. But he's a small person. He's only probably like five seven. Oh, okay. So he's um, like my height. All right. He's he's he says he's five seven. Let's be honest with ourselves. When you see him in person, you tell me if he's five seven.
0: Yeah, well, like it's kind of like the same. You thing. know, so so we got to I got to meet Thomas right over the weekend. Yes, and he's he, so sweet. He, oh my god, the, the the probably the nicest person I've ever met in this industry like oh, to date. So kind. And he was a lot shorter than I thought he was going to be too. Yes. Like yes. He was like, he, like maybe an inch taller than me, but I was like, damn, like
1: huh. yeah. See, my fiance, he's 6'4", and my Holy sister's shit. husband, he's That'd also count. 6'4". We end up with people, and Hannah, Shay's wife, is probably 5'5", 5'6", and um, so we always go for people taller. We, I, I think it's something in us that's like, we need to balance out the genetics. Yeah.
0: Like, <laughs> right, right.
1: Like, we're only going to get smaller. If we don't do something. Now. <laughs> right,
0: right. So- <laughs> you gotta you gotta boost the gene pool. Yeah, <laughs> no, we're trying to boost the gene pool. <laughs> oh
1: oh Lord help us.
0: You are you are too much. You are too much. I freaking love you so much. Oh my god. Uh,
1: we've had so much fun. Yeah. I I am looking forward to hearing this one back. Me It'll too. be a
0: hoot. Me too. Because it, it doesn't get edited at all because I, one, I, I, I love it. I don't have the time for it. And two, like I usually forget that an episode's coming out until, like, the day before. I'm like, oh, shit. Um, Yeah. (laughs) So it's all good. Like, I set them up, like, right away so I don't forget. Um, Oh, for sure. But, um, so, so whiskey, is that an off-the-table conversation, or?
1: No, so I actually don't drink. So my fiancé is completely sober. And so... Yes, he is. He um does not drink. He actually went through rehab and um does not drink. So I don't drink either. And so when I met him, I was like, well, you know, it's not something that I really need to do. And so I don't drink at all. We smoke and we don't drink. That's good so, for you. We have a lot of organic green. If you ever want to come over and try it, but we have no alcohol. The
0: next time I'm in Nashville, I'm gonna I'm gonna swing by your house and I'm gonna swing by Raylan Nelson's house, and we're just gonna. Yes. Um, Who, who? If you haven't met Raylan Nelson yet, you have to because you would absolutely love her.
1: Oh really? I
0: haven't. Oh God, Gabby, I could I could introduce the two of you because I think you guys would have a fucking blast together.
1: I would love to. Yeah. I am such a fan of other females in country. And, like, I feel like it's so funny because I'm over here thinking, you know, oh, there's no competition, blah, blah, blah. And so I have my few people that I trust, like Raylin and, you know, Megan Patrick and all these girls. And I'm like, heck, yeah, I get it, girl. And they support me, too. And then you've got a couple of the new girls that are looking at you side-eye, mm-hmm. like – you're going to take my spot. And I'm like, I ain't, I ain't trying to take no spots. I'm just trying to be there with <laughs> you. Right. Know? So, so I'm excited to meet her. I would love to. Yeah. I feel like people that suggest people that I like, you know, it always works out well.
0: Yeah. You know, and you know, she is a Nelson through and through. I'll tell you that because
1: I love that.
0: I love fun- it. She's Incredible. We got to meet her when she was up here in Boston, not too long ago. And I mean, I, I'm I'll never get the chance to ever, you know, I never thought I'd get the chance to say I got to smoke weed with Willie Nelson's granddaughter. So
1: It's uh, sick, right? You know, like that's freaking sick. It's
0: the best thing in the world. I don't I don't care. It's I will I will tote that flag until the day I die. <laughs>
1: right? You're like, hey, I don't even smoke, but I will with Willie Nelson's Pretty granddaughter. Much. That's
0: exactly it. That's exactly
1: <laughs> it. love it. I love it.
0: Oh man, Gabby, I don't know where to go from here except for up. So, um, <laughs> thank you so much for your time. I greatly appreciate it. You, it's been an hour. Of course, fun. I cannot. Thank wait. you so much yeah. for
1: interviewing. Oh hell yeah!
0: Any, you know, I, it's it's you know it's fun. I enjoy it. So it's you know. Well, this um, has been a
1: blast for me. I don't yeah, know about you, but sure. I've had. Oh, my.
0: I can't. A I blast. honestly, I wish I didn't have to wait to put it out because I would just put it out right now. <laughs> yeah.
1: and just be like so we just became best friends i uh, thought i would just put this out there for y'all right, so right right
0: right you know. mooney's sister and i are now being yeah Shay
1: mooney's sister i don't know, who, know what
0: her name is but <laughs> her, her name five. is
1: tbd right,
0: um right right, but right. just
1: google Shay mooney's sister and right. you'll find her right you know
0: that's right <laughs> but or i'm gonna just call you hannah's sister law that's right exactly
1: exactly you know she was miss arkansas
0: oh do i know oh she (laughs) like
1: we're over here like that that was not in the cards for any of us because all of us are so little you know we would have been standing up next to models right and you know like oh you know, wouldn't work you know, so out so great for us.
0: But... You know, it's it's like I, I, you know, me and my sarcasm. I would, you know, when you were like, you know, oh, and she lost fifty pounds. I was like, well, if, if my wife looked like that, I'd lose fifty pounds too. So
1: for real, like, you know, I, I'm telling you, Hannah is, she's had three kids and her body is <laughs> unbelievable. I'm over here like. I want that to be the before me, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, <laughs> like I haven't even had kids, and I want to look like that. Like, dear Lord,
0: Oh, God. So, oh, I'll God. work
1: on it. I'll work on it, Gabby. I love you
0: <laughs> so, much. so much. Well, I
1: love you too. Oh this has been God. so
0: fun, so fun, so fun. I can't wait to. I can't wait to text you some conspiracy stuff later.
1: Yes, text me all the conspiracy I things, will. and I'll I make will. you go down the rabbit hole too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> tell tell your fiance that if he gets, if you get random texts in like the middle of the night, not to be worried. It's just, it's just, it's just me sending you hey, he's down comments. the hole
1: with me. So, right. oh, awesome. he, you know, awesome. both of us are in here, like looking, like you know, it could be like, right. Like I, I feel like maybe it's a yes. Is the world flat? Not sure. Right, going right. to go down this rabbit hole. <laughs>
0: right, I'm definitely second guessing it. That's for sure.
1: Uh, Nothing's real. (laughs)
0: Right. Oh shit. All right. All right. Go do do your day. Have your have your time. Thank you so much again for your for your time and your 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 hospitality. It's been absolutely fantastic.
1: Of course. Thank you so much for having me on. I hope you have an incredible day. You too. And we'll talk soon.
0: Absolutely. Sounds good.
1: Okay. bye.
0: Bye, Gabby. Well, there you have it, everyone. Our conversation with Gabby Mooney. Again, Gabby, thank you so much for coming on the show today. It was an absolute pleasure to have you on. And um, for those of you that don't know who she is, you gotta, I mean, just by listening to this conversation, don't you have to go out and listen to her music and find out more about her? I mean, I don't know if you can find out much more because we dug deep here uh today. So uh, thank you again, Gabby, for that. Um A little fun little fact, Gabby and I were texting back and forth um, now yesterday and we were talking about conspiracy theories again and we were talking about aliens um, because we had talked before the whole alien thing came out and we were getting deep (laughs) into the alien thing. And um, she sent me some great TikToks that like making me like contemplate everything in this (laughs) world. I love that about this girl. She's such a great person. Head on her shoulders, like you wouldn't believe. Man, I'm so happy and honored to call Gabby Mooney a friend, man. Like first and foremost, damn. Thank you, Gabby, for everything. And again, Deb, thank you so much. Again, you know, I can't I can't do this without you guys. So thank you so much. And um Gabby, congratulations on the upcoming nuptials. Good luck. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Marriage is a great. Um you know, it sounds like from the conversations we've had and the little bit we touched upon it in the episode, you found yourself a good one. So hold on tight and enjoy the ride. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure knowing you and calling you a friend, like I said. Um, now, little segue. We're going to talk about Jelly Roll. Um, we went and saw the Back Road Baptism Tour this past weekend here in Mansfield, Massachusetts. He was here Friday night, Um who opened for him? Struggle Jennings, L. King, and Jelly Roll. I got to tell you this, right? I love old school country music. And to see Struggle Jennings, I know he's like a like rap country or you know whatever you want to call it. But um, he was awesome. I love seeing Struggle so much. And then L. King, we've seen L before. Um, we saw her last year open for Dierks Bentley. And, you know, I... <laughs> not gonna lie to you i want to get on the l king train i really really do i'm not sure if it's because i've never seen her as like a headliner or what it is but you know i have a tough time um with her i like her i do i really like l king like i i like her or I think she's a badass i think she's fucking awesome i'm just i'm having a tough time connecting with her music um and i mean i guess that's okay right we all have our preferences and it's again it's not that i don't like what she's put out i think it's I think it's good i 'm just not sure how it 's for me coming off live um there's just you know a little bit of a little bit of issue there for me but whatever um again like like seeing her she had a great stage presence this time around um it was really really fun to see her again, just the music just as i don 't know i'm maybe i 'm missing it maybe i'm maybe i 'm not getting it um and then of course, jelly roll. Um, honestly, when I first heard about Jelly Roll, I wasn't sure how I felt about Jelly. Um, and then the more I listened to it, the more I listened to him, the more I listened to him, I was like, oh, this guy's pretty good. And I'm not going to lie to you. This is one of the premier examples for me of being unsure about somebody you've listened to on recording and then seeing them live and then them totally one 180ing on you, and it's like I am like a, i am like team fucking jelly roll right now. Um got to see Bunny. I've wanted to see Bunny forever. I mean she's absolutely gorgeous, right? Bunny XO, my God. Good for you, Jelly. Mwah. Chef's kiss there. She's such a sweetheart. I listen to her podcast all the time. I absolutely love this girl. I would I would kill for Bunny to be on this show. Um so if anybody out there is listening and knows Bunny and I has a connection, you know. I'd love to have her on. Same thing with Jelly. Actually, same thing with hell Fuck. Same thing with Struggle. I want them all on this show. But i'm <laughs> now I'm being greedy. Um, but yeah, I couldn't believe it. It was just a high energy show. We had some old school Jelly Roll. We had some, you know, the new stuff. Um, I also loved how he played his hits. Like at the beginning of the show. Like that's awesome. Um, some of the medleys he did, did were fantastic. It, it was just, it was just, honestly, if this tour is coming through your neck of the woods and you haven't seen it yet, go out and buy a ticket. You will not be disappointed at all. So, a big thank you to Jelly and his team for having us out. Greatly, greatly appreciated. Um, yeah, honestly, I will see Jelly Roll every time. Now, every time he's here, I will go see Jelly Roll. Um, so, yeah, so a big thank you to him. And all all of them for having us out. It was, abs- like I said, a great time. Um, we don't have much for shows coming up, I don't think. Um, we got a bunch of stuff coming for off the rails, you know, coming in the fall and in the winter. Um, we actually had a conversation with them the other day. We got some working on some, some pretty pretty badass things. Um, hopefully, we'll get Morgan Wallen next weekend or next week, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Um, and then we're in Chicago, actually, the week of the 21st. So unfortunately, we're going to miss Whiskey Myers here in Boston. I'm pissed. I'm not going to lie. I'm pissed off about it. Uh, I don't want to talk about it. I am not thrilled. But whatever, right? Um, So if anybody's got some things they want to, you know, let us know about, you know, please email us, Podcast at com. Find us on our socials everywhere. Um... We'll get back to you. We always do, Um, unless you're a true pain in my ass, and then I probably won't. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm not kidding. No. Um, But thank you so much for being here. Uh, We greatly, greatly appreciate it. Um, I hope you guys stick around for Thursday's episode with Joe Stam. That's a great episode, too. And then on Tuesday, a week from today, Jared Barry is going to be on. And if you like this episode, you're going to love that one or if you love that this episode you're going to real you're going to love that one too. Um we actually just recorded that one last night and it was so good I have to get it out. It's one of those. Um so a big thank you to everybody that's been a part of getting this episode together. Um yeah, you know, I can't can't thank you all enough. Now, you know, we do things a little different around here and I can't thank you I I know I say thank you in every episode probably way more than i need to but um you know without your support none of this is possible so like i said at the beginning of the show you know go check out our socials like subscribe comment you know throw us a line you know if you like something you don't like something like let us know like we're we're cool we are you know we're not if you say you don't like something i'll probably you know do one of those but i'm gonna listen um So I appreciate you all for for everything. And just always remember, guys, here at the Boots & Whiskey Podcast, it's all about real people, real stories, real country. Thank you so much. Until next time, guys, keep those boots on the ground and the whiskey in the glass. Cheers, y'all. Good night.